0: You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up everybody, welcome back to the show. My name is Adam, I am your host. So I have two cards that I'm going to be talking about on today's episode. One is on eBay right now. And then one recently was purchased on eBay. The auction ended a couple days ago. The And I'll start with the one that ended a couple days ago. So it's the one-of-one one Optic Jason Tatum card. And that card ended for... Oops, I'm actually going to pull it up right now. Ended for $53,501.41. So, you know, I have gotten away a little bit from talking about these high-value cards that are selling on eBay now. I do think a card like this I, it, since it's since it's a one of one, will know if it got paid for or not if it gets listed again on eBay. Now, I went into the bid history uh because I think that's a one that's one way to kind of get a feel for if the card actually did sell or not. And it did jump up from like 37,000 to 53,000, but I mean that honestly could just be because it had a very, it was very actually very specific. It was 50, 53401 dollars. That could have just been someone's high bid. So that could be the reason for that jump. Because I do, I don't think that. I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's this is how it works. But if you put in a bid and it is low, I think it. Actually, I guess if I don't know, I'm not sure. Because you know, because I think if you put in a bid and it's and if it's below someone's high bid, it still counts as a bid. So, like, that's why if you go to eBay, at least I think this is correct. I'm not 100% sure. If you go to eBay and you see, like, a bunch of bids all right in a row that are, like, the the two, like, the highest bid and then the person bidding, that could be one reason. But, you know, there is some, like, I don't know. Sometimes there's sketchiness go on when... Like we, uh, if you watched uh, Aaron's video from Slab Stocks, he was talking about a Giannis card that sold way above, that sold way above the what the actual price was. I think the pricing of it was, if if I remember correctly, I think they were sitting around uh like forty five hundred, and the card sold for like six thousand or something like that. So like when stuff like that happens, I mean it's pretty easy to see that like someone is either manipulating the price there or somebody is trolling or, I don't know, or somebody is trying to sell a card for... I I don't know. See, this is why I wish that there was a way... And I've talked about this all... I talk about this all the time. eBay, I wish there was a way that they could regulate the bidding on a card. Like, I wish there was a way that if you... I don't know, if you, let's see, if you bid on a card, and now the other problem is that you can't, you know what I think they should do? I think this might be a good idea. If you have, you have to have a certain amount of um. Of feedback, like you have to have over 20 or something like that, to bid on a, like, your level of feedback means that you, that you can then buy certain items for certain prices, because... When you go to a card that's like uh like any card that's being shilled, most of these accounts only have like like ten to fifteen reviews or feedback. So it's like you know obviously that something cra- something weird is going on if you see those accounts with those low, low feedback. So like you know, these I mean these there's in the bid history, there's one with five thousand, there's one with almost three thousand, six hundred and forty-three, two hundred and seventy-seven, and two hundred and seventy-nine I think that you need to if you want to bid on an item which granted you know if this if this were to happen I think then these these show bidders would probably just move on to different lower price items if this was the case but you then sh- they should figure out a way to then I don't know I mean it should be like you, you you get you get like an eBay strike or something like that. So like if you don't pay for something, you can't just you can't just consistently not pay. Like you can get feedback. Like you if someone doesn't pay, you can get bad feedback from somebody that said, "Oh, this person didn't pay." But that doesn't that doesn't feedback really doesn't mean that much to be completely honest. Like sure, if you see a buy if you see a seller and a seller has low feedback. And all the feedback you go in is, like, this person scammed me. This person didn't send the item, all this stuff. This person took my money. Obviously, that's that's not a person you want to be buying from. Uh, And let's see. I mean, I don't know. Actually, I think this was, like, a consignment company. Um, It looks like... It was hoodies, I think, is what it looks like. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, hoodies, collectibles. It was a consignment, so this one-of-one rookie Tatum, which I think Tatum is, he eventually, I think, will be on the same level as Luka, and maybe this is a little bit biased of me because I'm a Celtics fan, but I just look at the way he plays, and it's like, he's so good on such a good team. That's kind of the other thing. I think Luka is like the best player on his team, and the rest of the team is okay. We saw what happened in the playoffs. They, They didn't really play very well against the Clippers, but then you look at you look at Tatum, and Tatum's got Brown. He's got Kemba, and uh, Hayward, when he comes back, he's got... I mean, those are probably the four best players on that team, and he's probably the best. I would say it's between him and Kemba, and Kemba's like almost a 10-year veteran in the league. Kemba's been in the league for nine years, and Tatum's only been in the league for f- three years. So I think you look at that, and I'm hoping that Tatum gets... Cause now we're getting to the point, which is super kind of crazy, because there was news that came out that that uh Donovan Mitchell was scheduled to or not scheduled, but there was a there was a news that the Jazz were gonna be offering him a Mac contract this summer, which is what I hope happens with Tatum. Like, cause I think the way that it works is you have this is what they did with Brown, at least. The year before his rookie deal was up, they gave him an extension, which the Brown extension. Actually, I'm interested to take a look at that really quickly. Um, Boston Celtics, Boston Celtics contracts. Also, a very interesting game. The last game that they played. Now, depending on when you're listening, is they may have either one game five, no game six, or they're going to game seven. So, take that and, um, yeah. So the Jalen Brown contract, he's got the one more year, and then after that, he has. He has a contract. He signed a four-year extension. Looks like it's around a hundred million for Brown. I mean, the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, I'm very interested in looking at like so. There's a website. Basketball Reference has a good has phenomenal charts for this uh, contracts of players and teams. And I think we're going to see a completely different NBA in 2020. The no after the at the. The start of the 2021 season, I think the NBA is going to look completely different. Like, I think Giannis may be on a different team. And then I think there's a bunch of other big-name free agents that are going to be either moving or or they'll be there and then they're kind of locked in. But, like, the Celtics are a team that after next season, Gordon Hayes, they'll have a max contract available. So... They've got, like, a ton of room. And then if you look at kind of... Basically, their contracts, I mean, they've got... If they sign Tatum, they'll have Walker, Smart, Tatum, Brown, uh, and then Lankford, Grant Hill, Robert Williams, and Carson Edwards will all be on the roster. Um, And then from there, they basically have all this other other money is free, which, granted, you know, they're going to sign... They're going to sign Tatum to that max deal, so... And then after this season... The Jalen Brown contract kicks in. Oh, Tatum has yeah. So next year would be Jason Tatum's last year on his rookie deal. So I'm the the first year of the rookie deal would be um would be that would be would be Tatum. So if you add thirty, depending on what the salary cap looks like, they'll have probably next year they've got one forty on the books. So you add probably thirty six to the Tatum contract so actually they essentially are going to be trading Hayward's contract for hopefully a Tatum contract after next season and you know I I don't know how these I don't know if there's like a max money you can give him but just give him whatever whatever you need to give him and that's kind of the crazy part about how the Celtics have built this roster like if you look at the amount of rookies and young players that they have, they still have the 14th pick this year because they got the Memphis pick in like some swap. And I think this is the last, this is the last pick that they have that they traded for in this team. And if you look at overall the Celtics, like this is the team. So if next year, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the trajectory of this team could be. I mean, it obviously has to be winning a championship, but like, if they and, and I think they have like a window where I mean Kemba's 30, so they're gonna have him for four years, which granted Kemba at 34, I think, is still gonna be very good. Now, is he gonna be worth the $37 million they're gonna be paying him in 2022? I mean, we'll see that then he'll be 34, 35. He's and he's got some got some knee issues. I think they they probably have like a one to two year window where Kemba will be one hundred percent healthy, and then hopefully they're going to sign I don't know. I'm not you know, I'm not actually sure if they if they can sign somebody. It depends on what happens to the the cap. If the cap goes up, then they they'll probably be able to sign somebody else for like a pretty good deal. But if the cap kind of stays flat, they probably won't be able to sign somebody, but the the good thing is that they are able to sign the players that they have. So like if out of Langford, Grant Williams, Robert Williams, Carson Edwards, you kind of hope that at least one of those players can turn into and you're seeing in the playoffs right now uh Robert Williams has been playing fairly well, and if he can really honestly if that's one thing that Celtics have been kind of missing that they've kind of had like a revolving door of players if they can have and i know, I'm sorry that this is turning into a Celtics podcast, but if they can have grant or they can have Robert Williams come in and be the starter like, that would fill such a huge role that they've been missing for this team, because they have, like, they've had, like, like I said, they've got a revolving door of just big men coming in, like, last year. I mean, they had Baines, they had um, uh, Monroe, they have had, and and then now they have, I mean, they've got Tice, who also, you know, I think is decent for the price that they have. He's definitely not a starter or a role player, but if Robert Williams can come into the fold and become a starter, that would be humongous. And then, you know, if Romeo Lankford, who was the 15th pick, so, like, he should be decent, or 14th or 15th pick. I forget off the top of my head, but he was in a fairly beginning of the first-round pick last year. If he can turn into a 6th man, a 7th man, like, that would also be huge. You know, and then the Grant Williams and Carson Edwards picks, they're good, but I do think they probably need to show a little more. Okay, so let me just... I'm sorry that this turned into a Celtics podcast here, but the Tatum card, it kind of started off with that one of one Tatum. I think that Tatum, I think that he is a top 10 player in a few years, in my opinion. Now, like I said, Celtics fan here, so I'm hoping, but just looking at his game and looking how he has developed from year to year, he, if he like were to bulk up, maybe if he were to bulk up a little bit, like he sort of is a little bit skinny, but if he were to bulk up like even just a little, he would be. I mean, he might be unstoppable. He might be as unstoppable as Giannis, which that's I think that's a whole other conversation, is the Giannis, what's going on with him. And I don't... Card-wise, I think the biggest tip for him, card-wise, is just don't sell his cards, because, like, right now is probably the lowest you'll ever see... I would predict that maybe right now is the lowest you'll ever see his cards again. Because... I don't know why people do this. I don't know why people are panic-selling a player like Giannis. It's not like we're talking TJ Warren or someone random who just skyrocketed and now is back down to earth. Like We're talking Giannis, the best player in the league. And I put this out on Twitter, and a couple people disagree with me. Giannis is the best player in the league. If you want to argue that LeBron's the best player in the league, fine. But Giannis is 25 years old. And I think the statistic was that, like, LeBron didn't win his first title until he was 27. So, and I also don't want to hear about if Giannis leaves like he had to leave. It's like, yo, LeBron left. LeBron had to get Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh to win a championship. KD had to leave to win. All these, the, the NBA isn't built for singular players to win a championship. Like, the Raptors had... Kawhi, who's maybe a top five player, but then like Kyle Lowry is like very good. Siakam had a kind of a breakout year. I think OG wasn't what he was now. <clears throat> and then I forget if I think Marcus was on that team. He was obviously pretty good. But like teams have to go, they can't just do it alone. Like Giannis isn't on a team. Giannis, the, the, his next best player is Chris Middleton, who isn't even a top 30 player. Like, I understand that if Giannis is so good, why can't he elevate the rest of his team? Yo, Chris Middleton is not he he doesn't have I feel like Chris Middleton doesn't have top ten player potential. You need to bring in a player who maybe isn't top ten, but or or he's gonna go somewhere. So we'll see what happens. I don't know where Giannis is gonna go. So let's, let's jump over to the other card that I had on the on the docket for this conversation. Not the conversation, but on the for the podcast. There is a black label refractor Tops Chrome Kobe Bryant that's up on eBay for $850,000 and I think that you know I put out a TikTok and I put out a well the TikTok I put on Instagram but I forgot to mention that it was a refractor and it's a one of two so I'm imagining now that I'm thinking now that I after putting out the TikTok there's probably more Tops Chrome black labels but the, this ref, this is a refractor <clears throat> so I don't ever remember if the refractors are numbered, I don't think they were, but, I mean, those Topps Chrome refractors are ridiculous. Like, I mean, I don't think, I, I don't have to say, I don't have to give reasons of why, obviously, Kobe cards are kind of going through the roof and going, going all these crazy, crazy numbers. But, you know, this card is, like, one of the most rare, probably well-known, Kobe cards of all time I don't think it sells for $850,000 but you know it wouldn't surprise me if this is in the like $600,000 range the thing that I am sort of surprised is that this person whoever is selling it didn't didn't try and sell it through like an auction house like a golden auctions or a heritage like I don't know what the fees are in these auction houses compared to eBay and I think that's what someone said. I, you know, it's so funny. Whenever I post on TikTok about these high eBay price cards, people always are like, but the, but the fees on eBay. It's like, yo, this person's selling a car for $850,000, hypothetically. I don't think they're very concerned about what the fees are. Like, sure, it's going to be like eighty or $90,000 in fees. But, you know, like, I don't know. What do you want? Like... What do you if you're selling something on a platform for that much money? If you were to sell a house, th- there's going to be fees involved. Granted, that's and that's a house, but I just think that's funny that whenever I whenever I post about high price cards on TikTok, everyone's like, "But the fees?" It's like, "Yo, I don't." The fees are like literally. I may maybe I need to make a series on Tik TikTok of this is what the fees are going to be for this card. Like that would be I think that would be maybe kind of funny, but so. I'm surprised that this card didn't go through one of those, because this is almost like a holy grail type of Kobe card here. Like, for it to be listed on eBay, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up selling off of eBay, um, or or if it sells, and then, and then someone sells it through, like, Golden Auctions or Heritage. Because, like I said, this is like a... I feel like this is, like, a newsworthy... This is a newsworthy Kobe card that... And actually, you know what, maybe now that I'm thinking about it, maybe they wanted to put it on eBay because they wanted to list it. Or I've heard that some people do this. Some people just put cards on eBay for ridiculous prices because they want to, they want to brag that they have the card and they don't actually even really want to sell it. Like, they put it up for a ridiculous price that they know no one will pay for. And I'm actually going to see, like, um, I'm going to go to the card right now and take a look and see if, like, you know, I don't know if. Uh, let's see if I can find it first. Here it is. Let's look at the seller. I mean, it's going through PWCC, which plus a thousand dollars shipping, which, like I said, if someone's buying this, so it's through PWCC, so I can't see the seller. So I don't know. I mean, I think that it could be that someone is just trying to be like, "Hi, look at this car that I've got. It's really cool." And it, I mean, it is it's the top, top chrome refractor. Black label, which I think I may I may need to record another podcast about the black label, because it's I don't like it. I don't like the black label. Um you know, because I just I, I don't know. It's just it's it's with something with grading being subjective, I don't like that you can say that this card is in better condition than another card and have it because of what happens to the pricing of that of the of when the black label is given essentially I, I I don't think that I don't know I don't know if one person should have the ability to say which great I would say if you're giving a card a black label it's probably going through a couple other channels like I'm sure that they have like if you're giving a card a black label I'm sure it's not one person it's probably like a couple people but either way you know I'm sure that at these grading companies you you're you're, you're probably not seeing a ton of like people being like no, I don't I think we need to change the grading of this card because like, you know, if you if you were to think about think about this, like if you're at your work, your your full-time job and you're in a meeting or you're doing something and you do something that's like I don't know. It's hard it's hard it's hard to come up with an exact example, but say you did something and one of your coworkers was like, "No, I don't think you should do it that way." Like and it's like you but it's but it's like it was your it was your job to grade it and now a p- other people are telling you no i don't think you should do it that way. So, I mean, I think that's how you kind of uh, that's at least how I would look at it for the black label. But I mean, it is so in the listing it says that it's a one of two. So there's only two of these cards in existence. Black label, you know, I don't know if it even really like cuz if you look at the card, it does look like it's in good condition. I mean, if I'm buying this card, for eight for whatever six-figure amount you end up paying for it, you know, it could even just be that, like, because I, I, I posted on him TikTok, I posted on Instagram, and there was a lot of people who were like, no, you shouldn't buy this car I'm like, I don't, what are we, I, sometimes comments are just like, I don't know, sometimes comments are just like, I mean, I don't know, whatever, dude, like, who cares? Like, some people are like, oh, you could buy a house for this. It's like, yeah, you could, or, like, you know, but no one, no, no. I mean, let's put it this way no one's buying this card, and it's like, well, I could either buy this card or buy a house. Like, they have the money to buy this card and also buy a house. Let's put it that way. Like, no one's putting their last dollar in their bank account. Some people may, but I don't, this, I mean, this card specifically, whatever it ends up selling for, they're not saying, I need to either buy a car, or I need to buy this card, or I need to buy a house, or I need to buy this card. You know, neither, and there's, nobody is really making that decision, you know, unless you have multiple houses or multiple cars. Like, that's kind of the only deci- that's kind of the only way. It's like, if you have a house already, or you have multiple cars, or you have multiple houses, then that's where you, they may be making that decision, saying, "Oh, I can either buy this card, or I can buy another house. But for them, the car or the house is more of, like, an asset for them, it's not necessarily like, it's not necessarily their, uh, where they live, or where, like, their mode of transportation, it's more of just like an extra thing that they have, so I don't know, I mean, I think this is a really cool card, I think both of these cards are, I mean, obviously the Tatum's one of one, this card's a one of two, it's going to be interesting to see what this card sells for. I don't know. I think I would say in the five hundred to $600,000 range, but we will see. Or I think it may even just come off of eBay, and the person may say, let's go through a Golden Auctions. Oh, and then I think the reason why they may have not gone through Golden Auctions is because they want, they want to put it up for a certain price, but they didn't want... Which I think through Golden Auctions, you can do that. I think you can say the minimum bid is whatever, which... I guess is different on eBay. It's the same. You can do that, but I don't, I don't know. Some people don't. Some people don't like starting an auction if they're doing an auction at like a minimum bid because it. Some people only are looking at these ninety nine cent. I I don't know. Whatever. That's besides the point. So, that's all I've got for today's episode. So I want to thank you all for listening. Go follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit, Action Network, Heroes for Sale. Thank you all for listening on Spotify and thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts. If you could, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you could go leave a review, go subscribe. That would be phenomenal. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.